This week's episode of the Academy was recorded prior to the announcement of the death of Nichelle Nichols. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. And finally, after about 15 fucking minutes, my internet is working now. Yes, it is me, Dimitri Zerdos, the man who tells everyone, get in, loser, because we're going to fucking Kronos, baby. We're going to the Klingon homeworld. Yes, I, have, I am not alone in the, in the ride to Kronos. I am joined by my friend. You can find him on the Smack Attack with Money MacGyver. And God bless his soul for watching that bullshit every Friday night. My man, the Sinister Minister, John Enright. John, what is going on, my friend? Well, you know, just getting uh, getting ready for Riza, you know. Um, Riza, I know. You are you going and to Riza. I, you, you and I have different vacations. You're going to Kronos. I'm going to Riza. Yeah, I am going to Kronos. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, no, so through the magic of editing, if you're hearing our voice, I've been on vacation, and either I'm coming back or I'm back and not able to podcast yes. yet or whatever. But uh, we put one. We're doing this one uh, to put in the can. So we love you guys. We're putting a show out despite vacation for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. We are. We are dedicated to the fans of of the academy. Yeah, yeah. There's so, probably like ten of them, but we're still dedicated to. Yeah, them. <laughs> yeah we know. But hey, that's okay. That's it's, it's good. It's all, it's all good. good. It's all good because guess what? We do this because it's therapy for both me and John. We get a chance to talk Star Trek. Talk about cars, talk about whatever's going on, wrestling. So, and uh, you got to Yeah, my, that my don't God. make the air. That yeah. Don't make the air. yeah, the stuff doesn't make the air. Thank God it doesn't because we'd be canceled instantly. That's, in 20, that's a Patreon 22. special. You'd have yeah. to. Patreon, <laughs> Academy Patreon page or the Academy OnlyFans page. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, shit. Ooh. It's it's Dimitri posing without pants on in a Captain Kirk uniform. That's <laughs> only fans. Yeah, Nobody wants to be... see that. Believe me. Nobody wants to see that. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't know. There might be some, there might be some thirsty females out there. There might yeah. be some girls thirsty out there. For, <laughs> they, uh... Definitely more you than me. They don't want to see me in a Captain <laughs> Kirk with no pants on. Yeah. Get so. out of here. Get out yeah. of here. Oh, shit. So... Yeah. So, John, so last week we had a big-time news day at San Diego Comic-Con. I just want to yeah. recap a little bit. I mean, there was some big news coming out of there. But to me, the biggest story coming out of there was that, was that whole crossover with Strange New Worlds and Lower Decks. Yeah. I mean, that's getting a lot of freaking pub, especially, especially in all the, in the meme pages and all the Star Trek pages because taking two of the best two – and merge them together and almost like it's it's almost like so you think it'll be like a mary poppin style where you have like like basically pike walking around and mariner walking right next to him sort of like the penguins and dick van dyke so from what i understand 
the actors who played Mariner and um, uh, Blimler are going to be live action as well as really a, an animated Pike. So there's going to be some crossovers there like that. Wow! Um, so we're so we're finally going to see uh, Tanny Tanny Newsom in. Uh... And wow, okay. yeah, because that that was mentioned at because I, I watched the panel, okay, and I watched specifically for that moment, and they're like, yeah, I'm gonna be, we'll be like this, except with I'll have purple hair, and then they said, and then interesting, and, and then Anson Mount slightly says, and we might see a 2D Pike Daddy, you know, Ooh. so you know, so like there's there's a little bit of crossover between both on that aspect of we're gonna see animated live action lower deck characters as well as animated okay you know, uh i don't know who i know pike for sure is mm-hmm. going to be uh animated for sure okay. whether any other characters are or not i don't know and all i know okay. for sure is tawny newsome and jack quaid are going to be the only ones who are going to be live um, action live action from what i saw okay so what i'm wondering is are they going to do something where let's say like pike and spock yeah transported into the animated universe of lower decks and then quit and then um boimer and um mariner get transported into strange new worlds and both have to figure a way out to get you know their respected you know members of the crew back to their respected you know you know, like you know whatever it's like shows i mean is that how well, it's going to be well, you think I, well but you got to remember though lower decks is in the, the future it's in the continuity though because Tom Harris has been on there yeah like, i mean so it's like it wouldn't be like they're aware of 2d they're aware that they're just in the star trek con- con- continuity ah got you so okay. so it would be more like you know maybe a, a time travel thing and oh okay happens. okay i got maybe you. you know maybe uh blimler and mariner are you know, goofing off with a time travel device, and it takes them to oh, the, it takes them to okay. that period. Okay, and then yes. and then and then on accident they end up in like Pike's you know quarters and talking to him, and then the next thing you know they bring Pike back with them on accident. Oh, now and now he's in lower decks. You know, the, oh, okay, okay. It, but it's it's like that idea you. they're transitioning to that show. Yeah, vice vice versa. I got and, you. Okay. And like like shit, we gotta hide Pike because of the temporal police. And you know, <laughs> you know, and, and so and then they gotta find a way to get him back, you know, to Strange New Worlds. But you know, it's not that they're you know, it's it's those those characters being on that show, they they be that time and then vice versa. Okay. So I would just but it's it's not that they're aware of the 2D or cartooniness, because they're not. They're it's, in that timeline. Yeah. It's just, it's just a matter of if he's being transported to their show, then he would be two D, not live action on a two D okay. show, and then their live action on his show, not two D on his show. Okay, I got. That's you. my thought. Again, this I is, mean, this is unprecedented. That, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you know, I thought like <laughs> I thought like I thought maybe it would be like like you're gonna see like. Like Pike live action, and all of a sudden have like Mariner as as well as, as tall as him, but like in in cartoon form. Right. That's that's what I thought. Sort of like you know where you see like Roger Rabbit and stuff like that. That's you know that's kind of what I thought. But what you're saying, John, makes a lot more sense. Where they transport there because because it's all canon, so they don't know right. that it's animated. 
Right. So they get and then they transport. Okay. That yeah. makes more sense. Yeah, because it's not like Roger Rabbit where you have the cartoon real mixing with the real world. Yeah. You know, in that aspect. So um, you know, that's 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 just kind of because like I don't even think they'll acknowledge the 2D versus 3D, you know, kind yeah. of thing. I don't no. I think it'll just be whoa, like, oh, we're in the past. Oh, shit, you know, and oh, we got to be careful. Really? Yeah, yeah. We, you know, what was that device? What'd you do? And then, you know, oh, no, we brought back Pike. Oh, shit, you know. One like, going to be like, oh, my God, man, the temple of police, I'm never going to get, oh, yeah. get promoted. Oh, boy, he's right. going to go crazy. Yeah, exactly. Something or like Boy, going to be like, oh, my God, Captain Pike, he's going like, he, and he's, like, going to faint. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's going like, to mark out and faint. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun episode. And we know yeah. it's in season two of Strange New World. So That's going to be, be great. It's going to be an hour, you know. So oh, that's my God. Be fun. Yes, yes. That's going to be a lot of fun. And, and listen, the thing about Anson Mount is, like, when it comes to the humor and the comedy, he's so good at that. Like, oh, yeah. The looks and just kind of, like, the like, the improv way he does it. He's, like, really, really good. So. Yes. I'm definitely gonna be looking forward to that. Yes. So I mean, so that was pretty. I mean, I think that was probably the biggest story to come yeah. out of San Diego Comic Con. It, so. it probably it most likely was. It was it was towards the end of the week. Yeah. Uh, it was at the big panel with everybody else. It was the big because they had the big Hall H Star Trek panel where they had every every show come out. Wow. And, and 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 so that was like one of the funny things is they talked about you know they had everybody come out and then Strange New Worlds came out. They just introduced Ethan Peck and then all of a sudden. That's when Tawny Newsom and uh, Jack Quaid come back out. They're like, uh, "Y'all have already been here." I'm like, no, but we're here because you know we're part of season two. And everybody's like, "What?" Like, you know, free. Yeah, that's, that's that's huge. Yeah, you know? and and so you know they talked a little about that. And they're like, "Well, Alex Kerman got to be out here all the whole time." And so it's like, "Why can't we?" Be yeah, out here? like yeah, it was a lot of fun, and uh, it looked like a really cool panel. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. It was. I think I saw the full panel. Uh, it was either on StarTrek.com or YouTube, but it was about thirty minutes, and uh, it was it was really well done. Okay. Uh, so if you want to go check it out, but the even they're using they're using even clips of about three minutes where they take it out to just that portion of it where you can just see that portion where they mm-hmm. announce the crossover episode. I see. And hear those little things that um, maybe people didn't pick up because there was a lot of crowd noise. So you got to kind of be paying attention because they do talk about season two there and there. And then the Pike thing gets kind of covered up by crowd oh, where you okay. got to be kind of really be paying attention. To I got you. Like a 2D Pike or, you know, whatever. So, so, so now do you think if you think if this is success, damn, man, we got the wind chimes freaking just, just, yeah, that's, in. that's the ring saying somebody's at the door. Dude, wind chime going, going over strong. But I will say, uh, so, so do you think that if, if the if the crossover is successful with Strange New Worlds, do you think that maybe Strange New Worlds goes back, maybe goes forward in time, maybe to Discovery, where you have a crossover with 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 the Discovery crew? You know, I don't I don't think so. I I think mm-hmm. you know really I think uh, Lower Decks is your touch point to do crossovers. Okay, honestly, because you have a lot more freedom. Um, with lower decks, you have characters that are established mm-hmm. that you can put because they're timeless in the sense yes. of we don't, you know, it doesn't matter what they look like because you know, as far as age or whatever, because they are in in the lower de- in the lower decks era, so yes. they they can go to discovery, they can go to whatever as live action, and it's yeah. like okay, that's fine. 
you know, whereas with Discovery, there's that whole, you know, not supposed to knowing anything and, mm-hmm. you know, all that fun stuff. And so that's where I would find, like, it harder to, why would why would Enterprise need to go join Discovery in the future at this point? You know, yeah, as as Discovery's kind of set that they are established in the future. Yeah, that's... Home. There's that, nothing there. I mean, like, I, I like them being in the future, but... Do you think do you think that kind of you think that kind of handcuffs everything though? No, I, I think it's because again, when where they arrived in the future, the Federation has been almost obliterated and it was a myth. And so now, because they're bringing what the Federation was, that old school style gotcha, federation yeah. of working together, cooperation, which had been lost. You know, the the Federation of the future, they were content mm-hmm. with being themselves and staying hidden and doing whatever yeah. they could on the slide, but not really interfering to, Hey, we're, we want to heal this, this galaxy. So we're going to step up and we're going to go out and we're going to show them what the Federation is. Mm -hmm. And so bringing that sense of classic, you know, Star Trek values to an era that was forgotten, you know, and rebuilding that. I think that's why it works is because now you're, you're like, you saw a little bit of that in season four, uh, which is what I think they were trying to do, and, and they, they totally fucked it up. Yeah, they didn't do a great job with it. It really, it yeah. really struggled, and so uh, that's what I think they're trying to portray: is that hey, we're we're classic in the sense of this is what we always did. Yeah, and so we're getting to do it again, and then now they're just doing it with better technology, and it's like they get to re-explore the universe. I see, you know, okay. because of the burn and everything that happens. Yeah. So I that again, that's why I think they're where they are, and it gives them a, a lot more freedom because now, well, you get to re-explore Shrill, and you know now in the future we get to find out like the president was a Bajoran Cardassian mix. Yeah, what do we know about Cardassian and Bajor and the we know the wormholes? You know, as far as we're concerned, is still well, closed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, because yeah, because they closed the wormhole right at the end of DS Nine. So when Cisco went in, basically, yeah, which you know this comic may prove. Different, you know, Cisco's back, but did he open the wormhole when the prophet sent him back? Mm-hmm. You know, because that's where they live. So if he's back, does that mean the wormhole's open? And now in you know the in the thirty first century, what does that mean for Cardassia yeah, or that area? Exactly. Yeah. You there's know? there's yeah, you're right. There's a lot of things to explore with that, and there's so many good, you know, things that they that they, 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 they could go with and. I just have to scratch my head. The reason why they didn't do that in season four, instead they had this anomaly, this DBA that came in from, which to me didn't make any sense. I'm just like, yeah. oh, okay, so what's the? It goes off and destroy. Okay, it's like, and it was kind of a wet fart too, at the end. I, I just right I just because uh, yeah, we were told it was a baddie. Uh, a villain, but it really wasn't a villain. And no. you know, you gotta you gotta remember this was also COVID writing, COVID, you know. So like when you Okay, you looked, yeah. So you, you gotta give them a little bit of slack. You looked how people stood. There was space. There was not that kind of connectivity. It felt mm-hmm. distant because people like that there's that scene at the end with the DMA creatures where everybody's standing there, but there's a significant gap between yes. everybody. Yes, you know, sir. standing there and talking to that creature, you know, COVID protocols and things along those lines. So, like, I think there was an intent to do that, but it just, you know, between everything going on and you got to figure out how to best do it, it just, it just 
wasn't able to connect with. I'm sure there was a lot more they wanted to do, but they just couldn't. Oh, I'm sure, yeah, because of restrictions and things. And it, it was that idea of again, they were trying to tell this is what we do. We're sorry, we don't just go in guns blazing. We don't start destroying. We don't just start killing. Yes, we try to open a dialogue. We try to figure things out. And this is a creature from beyond their galaxy, you know. And so, trying to figure out what it is they're doing. And again, these creatures are so huge, and so what, whatever yeah. they weren't even aware of what they were doing. It's kind of like that, um, you know. It would be like if V'ger didn't understand what it was doing, and it was just moving through space. Uh, I got the probe, you, yeah. The whale probe. probe. Yeah. The whale probe. Perfect example. Yeah. It didn't know what it was doing. It was no. just trying to communicate with whales. Exactly. You know? And 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 so. It's same idea, I think. It just was, you know, not not really told in a great way that was very yeah. clear, you know. Um, because like that's what they said. This is a this is a this is gonna be a danger and an evil that we've not seen before. That's mm-hmm. not not a regular thing. And then we find out it wasn't even an evil, it was just a misunderstanding. Yeah. And it's like but at the same time, I see what they were trying to do with that dilemma, dilemma of, well, if we go in a Starfleet guns blazing, then we lose the connection, yeah. you know. And, and I get that, but it just, like like you said, it went over like a fart in church. Yeah, well, yeah, that's it. I mean, the 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 idea itself, it's a good idea. I mean, really, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just bringing out something new because, I mean, you can always go to the old tried and true tropes and it'll, it'll always work. Yeah, but but to me, this entire the entire season four of Discover. I know we're I know we're totally getting off topic, but who cares? We don't have a topic. Today. We don't really <laughs> don't have a topic today. But yeah. to me, it's just like the entire season four. It just it just did. It, it seemed like there wasn't. It really didn't get going. You know, they really, right. you know, there was a lot of death. There wasn't. There wasn't the moments of like humor. There wasn't any of that. It was just. Oh, guy, it was just it's a, to me. It was just a little bit too serious. I, I love season three where that's because you had the introduction of Booker, his cat, you know, and just some of the stuff like that they did together. And they said it was it was done very well, you right? Know? And but season four, it just it just I don't know. It just well, I mean, even didn't have the, didn't have meat to it. It did. It. Well, I mean, even if you think about season two, season two was pretty dark, but it still had its moments of levity yeah. and clarity. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, like season two wasn't that. Uh, that was that was Lorca, wasn't it? No, was that, that was season one. Season oh. two was the, you know the them having to make that jump to the future because of oh, the AI. Season I mean, two was Pike. Yeah, it was season two with Pike. But you mm-hmm. had that AI. You had, like, there were some dark moments where the AI there killed was, everybody yeah. in Section yeah. 31 and all those, you know, admirals. And, I mean, there were some dark moments. And then they lost uh, um, the cybernetic, you know, uh, mostly c- cyborg yeah, character. Did, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some dark moments in that. But there was. even in that, there was still some humor and some levity. And Pike just continued to push them forward and, and help them feel, you know, something human. Mm-hmm. And so that's, yep. that, to me, that yeah. was the difference in that aspect. Yeah. Is and, that we had those moments and it was mm-hmm. like, okay, this was a dark, that was a dark moment, but a really dark moment. We're turning it around. And, and that's where season four lacked. It was just kind of meh. Yeah. You know, and so, um, but you know, there's, there was a lot of news that came out. It was crazy, but guess what? Guys, there's still news that's coming out. Of course, there's news coming out. So it's Star Trek. Yeah. So I'll I'll take the lead. Money MacGyver. 
let's uh is there a do we do do we do we have a sound for for the news yeah yeah we okay do, we do the uh, bosun's whistle oh the bosun's whistle money macgyver blow the bosun's whistle for for the news Thank you, sir. We John, I just stole all your shine, John. You know, that's okay. That's all right. <laughs> that's all right. That's oh. good. So, uh, so, so here's so we're on the 25th of uh, of July, uh, Star Trek Picard season three. Um, some things have been told a little bit, okay? Because uh, I don't know if you if you haven't go see the character reveal teaser trailer. Yes, yes, so cool. Yeah, yeah that was Picard. yeah, yeah, yeah that Star. was yeah, huh? Warf of the Star. He yeah, looks well, of course so Warf fucking star. cool. He had he had the he had the bat lift on his back. He had the balder. I mean, looking like an old samurai, just badass and like you know everything. Yeah, and, I mean, he's Warf. Warf is a fucking iconic character, man. Yeah. So you know, it, it's uh, it's interesting. They talked about you know from that panel um, some things were mentioned about Picard season three, as we know, it's already in post production, getting ready. <laughs> Uh, to be released uh, later this year or next year, early next year. Um, uh, Alex Kurtman, when they asked uh, 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 how people would be brought into the show, the characters that we saw, um, he says a key thing for us that we do not want to have the crew sort of just come and have cameos. We actually wanted everybody to have a really significant role. Well, that's good. Yeah, and we we wanted to whet appetites a little bit to see them come back together. So at the beginning of the season, the crew is in different places around the galaxy, and slowly we see them come together, but we want them to take the time because these are obviously beloved characters, and we want to see where they are now. So basically we're going to see... Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to see where they are, what they're doing, uh, and, you know, really kind of seeing what happens going forward. So uh, uh, from, from wherever they're at in that time period. So... Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely uh, for that. Be. And then later, Gates McFadden offered some insight into where we find TNG season three characters. She says, uh, uh, "You'll see with the ensemble. There's some of us. Our characters haven't seen each other for years, and other ones they have been in contact all the time. So you do really feel that life has moved forward, and that we're engaging in trying to imagine a future that we all have the courage enough to live and go forward through right now." Um, and so then Patrick Stewart talked about how the show is taking risks. And so is he. He says, Stewart says, we carved out a new territory in Picard. That is the most essential things to remember. We are breaking boundaries all the time and reflecting uh, and reflecting life as it might possibly be. As time has gone by, I found that I've been able to take more risk as an actor. And this was a risk for all of us, but we embraced it boldly and passionately with belief. So they, they talk about a new villain. Uh, Kurtzman gives kind of a little bit of detail. Um, they say he's going to be a um, how do they describe it um, a con level villain. Oh, really? So, yeah. Okay. Terry Metalis has taken the very uh, take was very taken with the idea of kind of doing the final next gen movie, and it was who is really this? Uh, Terry Metalis. He's the guy who's the showrunner, the producer for this one, like oh. kind of overseeing everything. He's, he's Greek. The, he's yeah. Greek. He's and great. he he's the one that, that I tell you about that shows the pictures like of the ship and like the mm-hmm. little little Easter eggs on Instagram he's putting out of the show. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, and so he says he's taking a really exciting approach from the place of who would these characters be now, so many years later. The kinds of movies that um, we obviously Wrath of Khan is a massive touchstone for anybody who loves Star Trek. But I think one of the things that we love most about Wrath of Khan is the mind game between Kirk and Khan. Oh yeah, and the one usmanship. 
And that's the real North Star for us. The villain that we created, we have a singular villain this season. I won't say too much other than that she is amazing. Whoa. Yep. Ooh. So it's a con level mind games kind of villain, and it's a female. This is this is gonna be interesting. All right, real, so real quick, as before we go forward, who do you put your money on? I'm saying Vash. If they say she, you you think I'm it's Vash? You think it's yeah, Vash? I think it's Vash. But Josh, it's Vash, an all whatever. but 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 it's an all new villain though. That's see that's. Uh, you know, it's I true. Can... It says the villain that we created. So the villain that we. <sighs> Ooh, I was gonna say the Borg Queen, but that's not that's 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 Girardi and the Borgs yeah. on the Federation side. Um, trying to think there from like next gen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I mean, like I mean, I mean, like I mean, Vosh might be the one. I mean, shit. It could be, but yeah, because. I mean, technically, you could still create the character because Vash was, you know, sort of, you know, we know a little bit about her, but you're fleshing her out more. Um, I don't know. This could be a completely new character. So, yeah. Who knows? I think maybe it might be a Rom. No, can't be a Romulan because they're maybe not a Klingon. This is is, this this is going to be tough. Yeah. See, because I I'm trying to think. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, like it could be anybody at this point. Because they said they said the villain that we created. So, you know, honestly, that leaves it very open to whoever. So, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, but I because I like you said, I, I totally blew by the fact that um the fact that they said villain we created. Um, you were smart enough to catch up on that. I didn't. So <laughs> that's how I was kind of thinking. Oh, that's well, I, I I mean, listen, I mean, like, I mean, like maybe. And maybe maybe Vash did become a villain, or they she got they created her to be a villain. I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, you might be right on that. But I mean, you nailed you nailed Girardi being the board queen. So, well, you know, we'll see. You know, sometimes I have to watch things to get them before I. You yeah, know, you know, it's just one of those things. But um, so then they talk to uh, uh, one of the biggest reveals on the panel came from a simple question from moderator and Picard director Leah Thompson. It's so weird. Leah Thompson from Back to the Future is directing these that's, movies, that's which is cool, but kind of cool. She played Jennifer, right? Right. She's the part of the second Jennifer. Yeah. The second yeah. Jennifer, yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, so she asked Patrick Stewart if he ever gets to sit in the captain's chair in season three. Stewart revealed that this is a complicated question because it appears to be multiple ships with multiple chairs to choose from. And he says, the captain's chair, question mark. Uh, the identical chair on the identical ship? I don't think so. I, I don't think I do. I mean, there's more than one Enterprise that makes it a little complicated. But we do return to the original Enterprise for a while. Really? And I completely forgotten that in those days we had hard carpets on the floor. So that's kind of advancement that has been made. So, <laughs> so unpacking what Stuart says, it appears there's going to be the Enterprise, Enterprise D, D that will have some role in Season 3. And of course, nice. we know that was... That was in uh, 94's Generations yeah. when the, it crashed. The, the, the Enterprise D, a floating Ramada. <laughs> yes. Yes. Glass cannon. So, <laughs> it's got a Ramada-style fucking conference room in there. Yeah. From so, since. But uh, as we know... Honest trailers. Yeah. However, but we know from the details of Season 2, of the first episode of Season 2, the saucer section was salvaged and put on display at a museum. So... Really? Yeah. Yeah. So... 
it says there's multiple enterprises. It could be an E, like seeing the Nemesis, or a new, maybe an F version. Yeah, the F, yeah. F or G, I, you know, and because it's oh, 20 years later. Okay, so here's the thing. Do you, do you think that Worf will be the captain of the new Enterprise? Mm. What's what's over and under on that? I'm going to say no. Uh, You're going to say no? No, I don't think so. Cause oh. I, because we, we know at the end of DS9, he was established as an ambassador for Kronos. And I don't see, unless Martog is no longer... You know, you never know. I mean, like maybe something happened where the Federation calls him back, and then he becomes the captain. You know, because you because because yeah, because you look because you have all the the people that are writing Picard or all the old like literature, you know, universe authors, and in most of those books, Worf does become the captain of the Enterprise. So that would be cool. All of a sudden. You, this is Captain Wolf of the of, of the Enterprise. You know, it's like the first Klingon captain ever of a Federation starship. So, I mean, that would be cool as fuck. I mean, yeah, you see that in season three of, of Picard. So, yeah. So, um, they did talk to Gay McFadden about her character a little bit, and um, you know, about of course, obviously, she's a little different than when she started because of some of the stuff. But then they talked about um, uh, her dynamics between her and Picard, and it says. I will say that the script for season three, I think it's my best stuff my character has ever had on Star Trek on a Star Trek season. So I was thrilled about it and hope the fans will be thrilled too. There's a lot of unexpected things that happen. There's a lot of unresolved issues between Picard and Crusher. Yes, there is. And then it yes, goes on. There is. She goes on to say, it's great to have other strong females. It was great to have Jerry Ryan, uh, Raffi, Michelle Hurd, and have a chance to work with them. I didn't have that much, but uh, I didn't. I didn't have that much, but when it did happen, it was really great. I had a lot of difficulties with this man, and then she hugs Patrick Stewart. So, um, well, so they talk about Brett Spiner's yeah. going to be there. He's going to be an old new character. That's what an old said. new character. So, so he's going to play a soon. I mean, he's going to play a soon. That's it. Or no, he said, but we we know that he's not because Terry Metalis has said that. So it's an yeah. old like. So basically, what he's saying, he's going to play like an old man, but it's going to be a new character. Oh, yeah. So that I think that's what he's referencing. He's going to be an old, new character, like an older man, but a new character. Okay. So, um, and then he says, Seven has found herself uh, a first officer on her ship, but as we know, Seven is a Finnish Ranger and has a very particular view on how things should go in the universe. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of Seven's exploration is about her identity versus the identity of Starfleet and where she fits. So, isn't she? Isn't she the captain of the Stargazer though? That that's what they say. We see she was given temporary command of the Stargazer. Yeah. Um. Uh. And, but according to the the video and, and the poster, she officially joined Starfleet. But that doesn't. Um. She serves on the main ship of the season, which has already been confirmed not to be the Stargazer. Okay. So she is. Um. She's a first officer too. She's holds the rank of commander. Okay. And and so she's not a captain. Interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so it says Stewart is ready for another TNG movie. Considers who would play young Picard. Really? Um, yeah. And so, um, you know, he's mm. he's up for it um, to see that as well. I think. Um, I think if Picard season three does really really well, you know, if there's a lot of fanfare for it and there's a lot of you know excitement for that, they might make another next gen movie. They might. You know, they just might. to kind of, just to kind of, 
almost like a almost like a send off, like what they did with Star Trek Six, because the the, the next gen crew really never got that great send off. Mm-hmm. You know, like how in Star Trek Six, where basically they said, "Listen, you know, they had that great send off," and at the end, you know, it's like the the iconic line by Spock. I believe the term would be "go Oops. to hell." <laughs> yeah, but I, I we I think as you know, we've kind of seen that this is what this is. It's a six-hour goodbye. It is know. a six-hour goodbye, you but know. but maybe just maybe the fans would want more. And if this six-hour goodbye is really really good, then you know what? I was still I I wouldn't mind another three-hour goodbye. I wouldn't mind yeah. a nine-hour goodbye. Who knows? No, I wouldn't. And, and and I'm sure, and I'm sure the, I'm sure all the actors and the actresses would be up for it because it's it's <laughs> well, another, yeah. it's a payday. It's, it's another payday, baby. It's all about the Benjamins. All about the Benjamins. You know, I mean, like, like you know, it's interesting. Uh, you know, Picard, Patrick Stewart says that he can't really determine who would play him because. He's like, I don't think it needs to be somebody who lost their hair at 19, but that that <laughs> feeling and spirit of Picard, you know, because that was the thing, like, in the episode they showed before, like, when he had the artificial heart, he, he was out of the academy and he had hair, you know, yeah. and so it's not like, you know, he lost his hair. I mean, even, even when later when they showed him in that flashback of talking to Beverly about Jack, Jack, yeah. he had yeah. still had hair. Yeah. He had more hair than, than you know he did in the episode later. Picard in a wig. Yeah. So which yeah, that we we've all seen that image. Um, actually, you know what? I think I think I think it looks pretty good in the wig. I, yeah, I, I didn't see it was terrible. Yeah, I didn't see it was terrible. Yeah. You know, so um, you know, but he did say that this might be his last opportunity at Comic Con. So he did thank people for that because I mean he is older. And yeah. you know, uh there's talk that he might be just Taking it easy from this point forward. Well, um, how old is Patrick Stewart now? Uh, I'd have to look that up. Yeah, he's he's old. Uh, I mean, I mean, he just he just said he's. I mean, he's played two iconic legacy characters, Captain Picard and Charles Xavier. So, so he's he was born in 1940. So he's 82. 82. Yeah, he's. I mean, listen, nobody's William Shatner, right? I will say this. I was watching an old episode of Hawaii Five-O. 72. Right. William Shatner was a guest star on that. Was he? In a taxi. He was doing a Texas accent, too. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God. William Shatner. He's a, he's a fucking man. Canadian it, doing a Texan accent. I love it. I love it. You know what the crazy thing was? One of the trivia, as I said, I think I, I don't know if I said that or not on, on the show, but Gene Roddenberry originally – Wanted to give Jack Lord the role as Captain Kirk. Yeah, and Jack Lord's like, I'll take the role, but I want fifty percent of everything that Star Trek makes. Yeah. Jack Lord, Jack Lord knew that Star Trek was going to be a hit. Yeah, he knew it, and that's the reason why he wanted to make the money. And Gene Roddenberry goes, "Now, nah. then, that's where he found Shatner for like a lot cheaper." So yeah, and Martin Landau wanted to be, be he, Spock. He, was, he was cast to be Spock, but he didn't want to play an emotionless character. Yeah, and then um, I think I read, um. Oh, James Hong was James was, Hong, yeah. Wanted was going to be Sulu, yeah. But, you know, stuff like that. Could you imagine that? Jack Lord being, you know, Captain Kirk, Sulu being Martin Landau, and Jack Hong being wow, no, dude, Jack Lord would be Pike Daddy before Pike Daddy, dude. Seriously, 
I, yeah. So the crazy, just imagine in an alternate universe, William Shatner plays Steve McGarry on Hawaii Five O, and Jack Lord played Captain Kirk. That's in an alternate universe. Yes. And oh, think about this. So then, and then Martin Landau plays Spock. So Spock is, you know, yeah, so, um, uh, Leonard, Leonard Nimoy, Nimoy is on Five O or, or whatever. I, yeah, yeah. He plays like he plays like uh, Dano or something. You know? Yeah. So you got and then. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, it's it's absolutely crazy. Just to yeah. just imagine, just and now the same thing too. When when and James Bond, when Jack Lord played Felix Slater and Doctor No, mm-hmm. he wanted you know a quarter percent of all the earnings from Doctor from all the Bond movies to continue to play Felix Slater along with a bigger role. Which, if you read the Bond books, Felix Slater plays a huge role in James Bond's life. You know, I mean, Felix Slater yeah. bailed him out so many fucking times. So, to me, I thought I would have been, I thought, I mean, it would have been cool to see, you know, maybe Jack Lord and a few more James Bond movies as Felix Slater kind of, you know, going, going out with Bond. Sort of like what Jeffrey Hunter did in uh, Casino Royale and uh, No Time to Die. So Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I, it'd be interesting to see, but, you know, it sounds like, honestly, I don't know if Jack Lord knew or he just... He was kind of greedy. I, I mean, no, Jack Lord knew. He, I mean, like he, I mean, like he was a pretty smart. I mean, this guy, he was brilliant. I mean, this is a yeah. guy that basically, when he was like twenty, you know, he had paint. He had like he would do painting stuff, and art galleries would purchase them to display them, like you know, like museums would purchase them to to, to like display them. He was an avid. I mean, like his IQ was like off the fucking charts. I mean, just a brilliant, brilliant guy. You know, mm. did he kind of pull some dickhead moves? Yeah, he did. You know, that's through why why Zool left the show in season five because I guess there was some like disagreement because Jack Lord wanted to be honored by the Coast Guard too, even though he really never was a part of the Coast Guard. So mm-hmm. you know, but you know, just he was a really smart guy, and he kind I think he knew where the trends were going to go, especially with Star Trek and Levant. So, but then yeah, so it's. It's it's absolutely it's absolute crazy just as what could have been, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's uh you know it's still fun to kind of see those things and wonder what if and, and, yeah. and everything along those lines. But uh one thing we don't have to what if, uh we do have to take a new note uh that uh July twenty sixth was a sad day for Trek. A very sad um, day. First sad week- day, sad day for Trek, sad day yeah. for Batman, the animated series fans as well. And lots of different things. And lots of different things. I mean, yeah. this, I, this, this is one of the most, to me, one of the most iconic voices in all of Hollywood, and yeah. one of the most iconic actors ever. And it was a sad, sad yeah. day. And it was an actually double day for for Trek act, Trek people. Uh, yeah. First, first news uh, that day was David Warner passed at eighty at a retirement home in London. He had been battling cancer for the past two oh, years, geez. and he died five days before his eighty first birthday. That's terrible. Um, his career spans back from the 60s with memorable roles in films including Cross of Iron, The Omen, Time After Time, Time Bandits, Tron, A Christmas Carol, and Titanic. Yeah. But of course, for Trek fans, you'll know him as uh, Sinjin Talbot in Star Trek V, The yes. Final Frontier. Then he came back two years later to play Chancellor Gorkun in The Undiscovered Country. Mm-hmm. And then in 92, he, pe- he appeared as Gol Madrid. And the Cardassian oh. tortured Picard in the two-parter chain of command. Which, if you're gonna, which one is you think would you think is 
David Warner's best role of those three in Star Trek there at Triple D? Gorkin. You think Star Gorkin? Yeah. Really? Just because just because what what his character represented, yeah. what Gorkon was trying to do, and just the just just how everybody like because it was unprecedented that he's actually going to open up peace talks with the Federation. That he was sure. gonna go on board a Federation starship and his and just the way he played Gorkin, just the whole his 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 demeanor, how much gravitas that he brought to the scene, that yeah, that you're 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 there with William Shatner and the rest of the cast, but to me, like Gorkon goes, guess what? You guys may be famous, but guess what? But David Warner goes, you may be famous, but guess what? I'm David fucking Warner too. Yeah, I'm oh, regal. Yeah. I mean, he made it feel regal. Yes, like very yes. regal. Like very he does regal. that. Yeah. Uh, Wing Commander. Did you ever see that that movie, Wing Commander? I never seen the movie Wing Commander. It was good. It was based off that the cartoon. Okay. He play, David uh, Warner plays in that as one of the admirals, and like mm-hmm. he gives it that sense again, that royalty gravitas, that yeah. kind of thing. Because like there was this moment where they're like, uh, he gives a ring to this guy to like, if ever he gets in trouble, cause he's supposed to be deep cover, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And the guy's like, this has been in this guy's generation. And you know that just because of the way you've seen him interact earlier yeah. in the movie, it, it has that sense of like royalty and, yes. and meaning that, you know, this has been in his gener- and ring has been in his family for 40 generations, you know? And so you get that sense of who yeah. he is. Uh, but for me, I've got to go. I, I, I think I'm Batman, go Gold- the animated series. Well, yes, but Gold Ray? Madrid is his. Is, Gold Mad- okay, Gold Gold Madrid. Okay, I, I, I'm going with that because you know, yeah, that he, was tough, man. So, yeah, that was well, tough because he is such a departure for David Warner as that character. I mean, to play this cold, manipulative, yeah. cling. I mean, Cardassian, uh, this culture, and like the mind games he plays with Picard and. and I mean, he almost gets him to break. He, I mean, yeah. literally, he is at that moment of just right there. Picard's about to break, and then you know he misses it, and you see the disappointment in his eyes because he he he. You could see he had it. He was yeah, like, he did. I, yeah. I, I got it, but nope, it gets taken away. No, it's that's just, such yeah. a great scene, such a great yeah, character. Is, yeah, and I mean, and he, I mean, and, and I mean, if you think about it, really, um, he. He kind of joins the unofficial trilogy club because he yes. played human, he played a Klingon, and he played a Cardassian. Yeah, so uh, you know, uh, he kind of joins Mark Leonard in that. Uh, I would say, I guess you could say Jeffrey Combs. Yes, you know, that's because he, he's played a human, he played a Ferengi, he played uh, Wayun, he, he played uh, General Shram, he played an Andorian, Andorian, and then of course we all we know that on, the, on lower decks he played a computer, a computer, <laughs> a deadly. He's done it computer. all. Yes. He's done it all. So Jeffrey you know, Combs. Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, out, but yes. I mean, yeah, and also too for for me growing up, he voiced the most iconic villain I think in all of them. I mean, like when it came to the villains in Batman the Animated Series, there were two villains, two the best villains, Mark Hamill with the Joker, easily, and David Warner with. Rasha Ghul. I mean, yes. I mean, Rage to me, that whole character, him voicing it, like if I read the comics and I his voice comes mm-hmm. out of the comics. Detective. Detective detective. Yeah, I mean, just, just the way he said it. Just the way he said it. Oh my god. And then yeah. when I and then when I watched Arrow and the actor that played Rasha Ghul, the actor, he did a good job. But you know what though? I'm like, he's not even Warner no. though. He no. doesn't have that voice. Yeah. And it's just Unbelievable how 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. he will be, I mean, he's a great actor and he will be missed by many Star Trek fans and by many fans of uh, movies and, 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 and cartoons alike, because he's the voice of a lot of people's childhood, you know, and it's just a shame that, you know, that he died at 80, you know, mm-hmm. knowing, and especially the way he died of cancer too. That's just, yeah. Oh, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Yeah. And then a little bit later that day, um, it was announced that uh, Paul Sorvino, um, he passed away at the Mayo Clinic in Jacksonville at 83. And according to his publicist, the actor had been dealing with health issues for the past few years. So they don't say exactly what he died of. Uh, His his daughter, Mina Sorvino, who's Mm -hmm. pretty pretty hot. Yeah. um, Yeah. uh, She said, it's hard. uh, My father has passed. Um, and, and so they don't really say what it is, um, that he died of, but if you don't remember, um, Paul Sorvino in Star Trek, he was Worf's brother, Nikolai Rojinsko, um, from the episode, Homeward, where they're trying to, you know, transport those people without them knowing, without breaking the prime directive kind of thing. And, uh, the, the holodeck is having issues. And so, uh, but they make it work and, uh. And uh, it, it was, and they get the people where they need to. But yeah, yeah, it was a really great episode. It shows Worf in a different light, and yes. how his brother annoys the hell out of him, and <laughs> like all brothers do, right? Like I all, mean, like 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 all siblings do, you know. And it, so. but like there was that true, like it was very interesting because it's like there was almost that true brother dynamic between yeah. Paul Sorvino and Michael Dorn, and it was done really really well was, you know yeah. and and so uh so unfortunately he passed as well and so it, it was just uh yeah and a tough day for trick fans yeah and obviously paul sorvino is known for all his mafia roles obviously so yes was he was he was he in the sopranos yeah uh he was in goodfellas I oh goodfellas okay okay um i don't think he was in sopranos if he was he was a a, a role that was okay. kind of on that, but because, here's, a, here's an interesting one. Robert Beltran, um, yes, for those of you who don't know, Chicote uh, tweeted about it. He says Paul Sor- Sorvino was a Trek fan. I'll never forget his kind of wow. Yeah, okay. to me while filming Nixon, they were in Nixon together. He oh, was wow. terrific playing Kissinger. He's rightfully remembered for Goodfellas, but he's unforgettable in all of his performances. All young actors should study Paul Sorvino, rip my friend. So apparently, him and. Uh, Robert Beltran and Sorvino were in Nixon, Nixon. together and apparently okay. just talked his ear off about Trek. Really? So, Holy so shit. Paul Sorvino was a Trek fan according oh, that's to awesome. Robert that's, Beltran. So oh, that's that's really cool. So it is, that that is cool because you know, I mean, like, I mean, you look at someone like a Paul Sorvino, I mean, he's a big, big name actor. Yeah. If Ram talked to basically bark off of Robert Beltran, I mean that's that's crazy, man. Yeah, but just, to, so you know that he did that. I mean, and that's the thing. You can tell he enjoyed his time he did, on yeah. on Trek. You know, he did a great job with it, but it was because he enjoyed what he was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and so yeah. that's that's definitely a loss for for the Star Trek world. Uh, is, yeah. to lose two I think really good actors. Iggy was it Iggy Pop that played two and like in about like three he, Star Trek episodes too. Yeah, he was he was a. Uh, he was like a way you. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, a he was. Yeah, he, Vorta, was a he was awesome as a Vorta. In that. Yeah, he. I and think that, he was on the episode where where Cork and them. Yes, yes. They tried to. They tried to. That was a great one, man. Yeah. I see, and but still, going back to season four, that whole like Dominion War thing, 
You know how many dark moments there were in D Space Nine, but yet they still had they still had the wherewithal to make episodes like that where you had Quark, you had all the Frankie trying to save Moogie, and yeah, it was hilarious, you know, oh because because it brought a little levity to everything. That's what you mm-hmm. need when you get like super serious. That's why Strange New Worlds did so well. Yeah, because there was there was some serious shit in Strange New Worlds, you know, the Gorn yeah. and just everything, but you know the the thing where Spock and to bring changed bodies. That to me, I, I watched that. I'm like, this 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 was one of the best episodes of Trek that I've ever seen. So yes, it was. It was done so well. It was. Well, speaking of levity, um, uh, for those of you who haven't seen um, Lower Deck season three, the trailer hit. Um, awesome. It was great. There was that awesome. scene. We're like, oh, Deep Space Nine. Oh, everybody's like, oh, Deep Space Nine. Yeah, Deep Space Nine. Well, just circle the pylon. Just circle around the pylon. Yeah, yeah. There's that keep aspect. circling. Yeah, just keep, keep circling. circling. Uh, so they ask, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to go to Deep Space Nine, and they say, and the uh, showrunner McMahon says, yes, they are. Oh, we circle Deep Space Nine. We check out the pylons, and we go into Deep Space Nine, where we will walk the promenade. We will enjoy the Cardassian architecture. Newsom, uh, <laughs> the actor, uh, uh, where is it? Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, Tawny Newsom, who plays Mariner. Newsom, will someone lick a, jum- a Jumma stick? You know, there's Jumma <laughs> stick, and then you might see some friendly faces in there. It feels to me like one last walk around Deep Space Nine. It's a really yeah. great episode. I can't wait for you guys to see it. And then, of course, season three picks up with the classic hanger of, you know, looking yeah, got- for. They gotta save Captain Mariner. Yeah, so it says we start full, season three full tilt. Oh, they looking save... for uh, Doctor Fre- um, uh, Captain Freeman. Yeah, Captain Freeman. I mean, I'm sorry. No, set, not, yeah, man. and set it right. And I love the scrappiness. I love episode one of season three because our lower deckers are just like we gotta save the captain, and it just feels like this epic adventure. It feels like a movie. Um, and of course, they talk about what they're wearing and their Earth outfits. Um, and like Earth outfits are banging, y'all. I got a cropped Wilson leather jacket, like Picard in Insurrection. Oh, uh, Quaid, I got a vest, y'all. Uh, Tony, he's like a vest, a real Jake Disco looking vest. Tiffany's <laughs> in a sensible, like Linda Hamilton T2 type tucked in t shirt. Oh What's Rutherford wearing? It's an asymmetrical purple outfit. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which by the way, uh, Tindy and Rutherford are at. Did you see where they were at? No, where they at? Cisco's Creole Kitchen. With oh yes, yes yeah. they are. Yeah, I did see that. I was yeah, like Cisco's Creole Kitchen. Yeah, there's, yeah, a, there's, a, there's, there's a lot of D Space Nine. There, yeah, and, yeah. I mean, and just the and just the Easter eggs in the trailer alone. Yeah, guys. it's gonna be. Oh my god, like that was there's, one. There's gonna uh, be so many. There's gonna be too many to count. Yeah. Oh, uh, the Exocomp, the uh, uh, Peanut Hamper is returning. The one that's the Starfleet. Uh, uh, could, you know, person that transferred to season in season one or season two, I can't remember that. Oh, it's season one when Tindy um, comes on and then kind of disappears. Um, there's lots of different things that are going to be okay. happening. So it, it looks fun. Is uh, Badgie coming back? I want to know if Badgie's coming back. Oh, well, you never know. I love Badgie. Well, Badgie was on that ship that, you yeah. know, to destroy the uh, ship yeah. there at the end of season Badgie one and two. Yeah, so uh, that that was so August twenty fifth can't get here fast enough. Yes, uh, okay. You know, so and we've got ten episodes to watch. Yeah. It'll be great. So maybe just just maybe I might be able to watch some at uh, Rurapente. Yeah. We'll see. 
Yeah, that'd be that'd be good. Uh, And so, you know, they did ask Alex Thompson, have they made continuity between all five shows uh, as well as the past series? And he he brought up the showrunner meetings that we've been hearing about. He says, it's crazy because now with five shows, you really have to make sure you're not stepping on each other's toes. And there's a lot of crossover because everyone wants to play the same damn toys. (laughs) So what we do now is every two months, I would say, uh, all the showrunners get together. We talk each other in person, downloads Mm -hmm. what they're doing in the season and what they're thinking about doing in the next season, the characters they want to use, et cetera, et cetera. Sometimes there are be... characters that we can actually cross pollinate between different shows. Nice. We have to make sure we're synchronizing that works, which we know later on. Yeah. He gets introduced uh, that they're going to do that's that. That's got to be that's got to be a fun job being a showrunner for Star Trek. Yeah. So be... they do talk a demanding about... a demanding but a fun job at least. Right. The so least. they did have a question and answer part, and a fan asked about. Uh, asking about the Gorn wedding scene in season one and what the <laughs> meaning of the Gorn and uh, what that meaning meaning the Gorn raises a lot of questions since we see the Gorn in season two, Strange New Worlds. Yeah, uh, and he's like, "All right, let me tell you something about that about Gorn weddings." All right, everybody. Now, Strange New Worlds, there's a couple of centuries difference, and you know, you go to where the Gorn live. Not every planet has to be this monoculture, right? Just like. Davina Tindy is Orion, but not all Orions are controlling people with their pheromones. So you got Orions joining Starfleet. You know, maybe not all Gorn are going to be treated like this extremely scary thing that bursts out of you. And sometimes they fall in love and get married. So, you know, he's like, please don't stereotype. Uh, Jack Quaid said, don't stereotype the Gorn just because they're terrifying. You know? Hashtag don't stereotype the Gorn. Yeah. You know? But I also remember, guys, hashtag make Lance a Klingon. Yeah. Yes, yes. We need to get if you, that done. If you haven't been following us on our Twitter, uh, first of all, what's what the hell's wrong with you? I know. Uh, second of all, uh, we're we're pushing a campaign of make Lance a Klingon. So make sure you're doing that. Yeah. Um, and Lance so a Klingon or an Orion or whatever yeah. big baddie, but I think a Klingon. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's yeah yeah. So uh, it's interesting. They asked Leah. Uh, Leah Thompson, uh, well, Don Lewis. Uh, Leah Thompson asked Don Lewis about her love for Star Trek um, and said it got, uh, who, by the way, in case you you don't know, uh, Don Lewis is Captain Freeman. Okay. And and they asked her her love of Star Trek and what does it mean? Well, actually, she was um, a, a friend with Michelle Nichols. And, oh. And so... And uh, so they they had a lot, you know, inspired her. And she had a lot of friends who were Leos, she said. Uh, so she would go party with George Takei and Walter <laughs> Koning. And so like, they were like her brother. So it was very cool to wow. see that, that she has that kind of, you know, connection to Star Trek. And that's our captain for the Cerritos. So, um, you know, and that's, you know, again, it's a great show that has it been is. put together very well. Um, you know, I just I I if you're not watching Strange New Worlds, it's it's what's wrong it's, with you? I don't know. Like other than Star Trek, uh, Strange New Worlds, um, dude, Lower Decks is just amazing. You need to be watching it. You need to be watching it. Uh, let's see. All right, this was an interesting thing because this came out yesterday. Because I did see this yesterday. Jonathan Frakes um wants to be a part. Of the next 
Star Trek series. Like, you know, they talked about they they that they're saying two uh series are in the work. Mm-hmm. Um he went on a podcast called To Boldly Ask. Um or no, it was, yeah, it was a video podcast um that uh featured uh Star Trek journalist Ian Spelling and it's called To Boldly Ask. And one of the things he said was that he wanted to be a part of one of these two um uh um what do they call it? Uh, the two series that are in production that are going to okay. replace like Picard. He wants to be on the birth of those. So like not just coming in directing. Mm. He wants to I mean, it sounds like he wants to be a showrunner for they for should one make of those him a showrunner. Yeah. You know he's Star Trek royalty. Yeah, he really is. No, he so, is yeah, big time. You know, but they did ask him about these uh you know uh they asked him about TNG and how Denise Crosby told uh spelling before the interview that um like things were crappy back then. Um, and Frakes described them as training wheels of trailers. Yeah. And they were, you know, and that things were pretty awful and they had to try to liven things up. But that, you know, he just said, um, like he also said he wore some embarrassing things. Like in Angel One, where he's the boy toy, where he has that half shirt that's open and he's yeah. wearing the uh, earring. Um, that's he, so bad. And then he was, oh my god! You know, he's like where his left nipple is out, and ah, the left nipple. Yeah, uh, and so, uh, like literally, they see that in on the show for the first time, and like their laughs That's... are genuine because oh they had not seen him in costume yet. Uh, but he was that outfit sold at Christie's auction in two thousand six for eighteen hundred dollars. So you know. Somebody bought it. Somebody wanted that. Somebody's somebody's walking around with the right <laughs> nipple outfit. Somebody's wearing it. Somebody they're walking around and they're like they're like oh like your <sighs> yes his nipple oh was my god man it, it's some it's some it's some big fat Star Trek mark <laughs> yeah yeah oh god it's so bad it's so so, bad. so they asked him about um, Star Trek being woke. He told the uh, interviewer Spelling, people perceive Star Trek is too woke because it's dealing with what's really going on in the world in a very timely, conscious, and appropriate way. It seems absurd. So he doesn't think it's too woke. Um, whereas some people have said that they feel it is a little bit. And sometimes, like, sometimes in Discovery, they, they like to ram that stuff down your throat sometimes. But, uh, in the, I mean, like, in the most part, you got to understand that Star Trek's always pushed the envelope of, of everything. They pushed it back in the original series. They pushed it in Next Generation. They definitely pushed it in Deep Space Nine. I mean, they really pushed the envelope in Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. Voyager, not as much. Mm-hmm. Voyager, not as much. Well, I mean, you could say because of it was a female lead as a female captain. It and, was a female, but you know, still. There were, more f- there were more females who were involved in that show than others, you know. Uh, yeah, Bolana, seven yeah. of nine. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, when when seven of nine came out, there was a, I said well, there was a lot of like animosity towards Jerry Ryan because mm-hmm. everyone thought that it was because why Voyager was getting the good numbers because they all wanted to see seven in that skimp in that tight outfit. Which mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, I enjoy the tight outfit, but to me, Jerry Ryan could act. I mean, she was good. Yeah. 
she was really good at seven of nine, the way she portrayed it, you know? So, but yeah, it's like, but Star Trek's always been like that. The thing with the newer track is it's just so fucking dark. It's dark. And then it rams that like, and then it, it proceeds like a little bit to ram it, the progressiveness down your throat without like, you know, like where they did, they did it in a way in Strange New Worlds. They did it in a really good way. Sort of like mm-hmm. the original series, how the original series did it. The original series would do stuff, you know, in, you know, how racist it was at the time, but it would show it to you in a way where you, you're watching it and then you're like, you know what? That is stupid that the way, like, like how racist that they're being, especially, especially in, in the episode Balance of Terror, right. where you saw that racism on point, where you saw where, you know, they've, they look first like the Romans, it looks like the Vulcans, and then you see mm-hmm. the animosity and the distrustfulness towards Spock. Right. And and they and they pointed that out in a very in in a way, like in a way where you felt sorry for Spock, which like, well, you know, Spock just looks just like the enemy, but Spock isn't the enemy. Right. So that's the way that they did it. And then at the end, you're like, you know what? I shouldn't judge people by how they look, you know, I should judge them by the substance of their character. That was the message. That right. was the message that they're trying to get through. So, but in discovery, sometimes that message is not said in discovery. And sometimes it's pushed a little bit too much, you know, yeah. like where at the end they had Stacey Abrams as the freaking, as the president of the Federation. It's like, okay, listen, listen, listen. Okay. I get it. You know, I get it. You're trying to, prove you know that females can do everything which don't get me wrong you know sonika martin green awesome i love her as captain burnham and they had the female president but you know it's like it's the the the, whatever the it was no she was the what it was like the bastard to earth i'm sorry whoever the fuck cc abrams was but it's just like you know you're just trying to push you know they were just at the end of that i was like you're just trying to push this fucking agenda it's like Mm. guys come on man come on let's you know, if, if you're going to do that, let's do it in a way where it gets everybody on board, you know, right. where it gets people to see your point of view instead of, you know, just saying, you got to believe this and just ram it down your throat. Because that's the reason why Stevie Richard stopped watching. Yeah. Stevie said he watched five minutes of Discovery. He goes, this is bullshit. And then he just shut it off. Right. And you're turning off a, you're turning off a lifelong Star Trek fan, a guy that watched the original series. He watched Next Generation. And Next Gen pushed the limits of, yeah, of a lot of stuff. And so did D Space Nine and so and so did Enterprise as well. Mm-hmm. So when you're when you're doing that to a Star Trek fan who knows that Star Trek is, is a little more progressive, you need to cut back on that. And they did cut back on it in seasons two and three, but then in season four they just fucking amped it back up again. Yeah. Yeah, so. they did. He did talk about how uh, he has a connection with TOS after he directed uh, First Contact. He wasn't sure how things were going to go, so he went to a friend's house in Great Barrington, Massachusetts, where he kind of hid. Uh, but um, you know, he ended up getting a phone call from DeForest Kelly, um, who had Rick Berman had uh, given him the number to find him uh, because DeForest. Called congratulate him on the success of the movie, and he said that stuck with him forever. And uh, well, they they asked what were DeForest Kelly and Rick Berman doing together, 
Kelly used to live down the street from Rick Berman, and he had oh, that wow. breaks a few times at gatherings at Berman's house. So he be, had formed a friendship with DeForest Kelly, which is kind of cool. So yeah. Travis Breaks is a cool dude. It he is a cool like, dude. It sounds like he is deep into the lore um, of uh, going about, you know, everything. So uh, it's just been a, you know, I think uh, I think if he gets the opportunity to be a showrunner, kind of guide one of these series, I, I'm all for it. Oh, yeah, so am I. The last five years, that's what he's done. He's been on these shows. He's directed it. Every show that he directs is one of the best shows in the series. Yeah, the, the one in season three when he directed that episode of Discovery. Yeah. Towards the end, which it showed Burnham being a fucking badass. Yeah. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, know. I, I'm all for it. I mean, because the thing with Jonathan, Jonathan Frakes directed one of my favorite movies. He directed Insurrection. Yeah. And it was a, that was a great movie. It really was. And I, I know a, a lot of people shit on it, but it was a good movie. So, yeah. It really was. So I'm, you know, I'm all for it doing him getting that that shot. So um, make hashtag make Lance a uh, Klingon and then hashtag make Frank self showrunner. Yes. So um, he deserves it. So that's that's about everything. Um, they did talk a little bit about Strange New World. It's going to be bigger um, with, like I said, animated Pike, a change spot, and, and there's more Gorn to come in season two. So, but, uh, but wait, there's more Gorn. More Gorn. <laughs> Uh, just just when you thought you couldn't get enough gore, listen, I got a fever, and you, I need more gorn. Where's right. the gorn? I need more gorn. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, if you if you do watch the panel with with uh, the Strange New Worlds cast, Ethan Frakes, I mean uh, Ethan's um, Ethan Peck wears a shirt that says "My species initiated first contact," and all I got was this lousy T-shirt. <laughs> Dude, Dude, Ethan uh, Peck is a legend. He's he's the man. He's he's a legend. He is great. There there there's now there's like you ever seen the meme where it's like the three dragon heads and they're two like are serious and the ones like goofy looking. Yeah. So the dragon heads now the meme going around now is Leonard Nimoy serious dragon head, Ethan Peck serious dragon head, Zachary Quino the goofy looking dragon. Yeah. Which which, I'm like. He's not though because yeah because I was because I was I'm watching Star Trek 2009 with a friend because she's never seen Star Trek before, so and we're watching and she's like this is really good I'm really enjoying it I was like yeah and I'm watching Quino but I'm like he's really Quino is good but I but I got, I got to admit though Ethan Peck is I I, I think he's Ethan, good too I I think Ethan Peck is just a hair better than Zachary Quinto. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's hard because it really Quinto, is. Quinto worked yeah, with Nimoy. I mean, that's did, the whole yeah. that's the whole thing. And I mean, granted, it's a different like that's the thing though. Zachary Quinto's Nimoy is, I mean, as Spock, Spock is a different, is totally different than Ethan Peck Spock because Ethan and Ethan Peck Spock is different than Leonard Nimoy's because he's a younger Spock. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's he's uh, that. Did you ever did you ever check out those Alien Spotlight Star Trek comics that I told you about? Um, where they're like one shots and they I focus. did not get a chance to check them out. It's really good. They have one on Vulcans and it's Spock and it's Pike era Enterprise. And I forget this planet they go to. And that's that was one of the things is like a guy swings a knife at him and he stops it and he doesn't do anything, you know, because of his Vulcan nature. And they're like amazed by it because they're, you know, warlike and crazy. And, and so, like, basically, because of his logic and 
suppressing his emotions, he actually stops a war on a planet and in wow. convincing you know that his whole thing is really neat and interesting. Um, because one of these guys was like, uh, in the beginning, you have this like stupid, cold blooded Vulcan, you know, doesn't care about anybody or he's anything. Like Colinar, yeah, he, yeah, he's he's gone through Colinar and he's just, yeah, he's just you know, a fucking dickhead. You know, and, and that's what the, one of the guy's reactions. And then by the end of the show, you see that, oh, he does care. It's just, you know, in a different way kind of thing. So, um, you know, and that's where I, I think, you know, you're you. it's hard to compare these three in a way because it it they're, really, they're playing is. different yeah. spots. You know, um, the one in, in 2009 did not go through Colonar. He chose to join Starfleet instead of the Vulcan Academy. He watched Vulcan get destroyed. Yes. You know, I mean, there's a lot there, and then having, yeah, there's a lot of emotion there. You know, he basically watched his mother die. Yeah, and then having to help the the remnant of Vulcans find a new planet to live on, and you know, things along those yeah, lines. Yeah, and then trying to get that friendship with uh, with Kirk, which right. he did see, which did blossom. Yeah, you know, and, so and then I mean, there's just a lot there, mm-hmm. and so it, it's it's. You know, so I I just enjoy again. It goes back to I enjoy them for who they are and what they are. the The premise of the character is there, mm-hmm. and then I enjoy the differences that they're bringing because in the movies and the shows there are differences because of where yeah. they are at. So to say one is better than the other, I mean, Leonard Nimoy is the standard. He you is know, the standard. You know, and I think the other two are playing to that standard. Yeah, they're doing a good job of carrying that legacy. And, mm-hmm. and moving forward with that, it's just I the, the the thing with that I like about Ethan Peck Spock is the way like the, the comedy, like like the like the comedic lines that he delivers. Mm-hmm. It's similar to Nimoy, especially what I think is like a, like a prime Nimoy, like just deadpan humor, but seriousness is when right. when is when he rescues Kirk in Star Trek Five, and Kirk goes to cog and crime, and he goes, Captain. Not, not yeah. from the Klingons. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. on oh, that ship. Well, I mean, you know, that's, that's the thing, though. Thing. Quinto does that too. Like at the end of the first Star Trek, you know, he's like, you know, he's he 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 opens up the thing with um, Nero and is like, you know, your ship is disabled. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And he's like, Captain, what are you doing? Well, it's logic, Spark. If I show this to Pat, he goes. Mm, I thought you would appreciate that. No, not this time. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I yeah, mean, exactly, like, yeah. he, like there, there are those moments. They're they're upholding that. Standard, they are, yeah, so they are upholding the standard. They, yeah. So uh, to say one's better than the other, I think is is a load of bullshit. That's just but, someone yeah, looking for exactly, an argument yeah. that doesn't need to be there. And I and so. I, I will say this though in in Star Trek Beyond, Carl Urban and Zachary Quinto together. Oh, I God. mean, no, that that was to me, that was like the old school like. Spock and Bones yes. going at it. I mean, that was good shit. Oh and yeah, then, and and even and even Leonard Nimoy cried because he was man, Carl Urban. He nailed DeForest mm-hmm. Kelly. He nailed him. Yeah, and I'm watching. I just I love the end where 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 uh, where where Pine goes to where where Kurt goes to, to McCoy. Yeah, you're gonna Spock is gonna take someone who's who's knowledgeable on, on those writers who. And then he looks at, are you out crazy? I'm going with that green blooded bastard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, I love Star Trek. I thought Star Trek Beyond is was awesome. I okay. thought it was great. I okay. thought all three of them were real. All good, three of them really were great. Well 
They were great. But the fucking smooth brains just didn't understand how great Star Trek Beyond was. Yeah. They just fucking didn't. And it's and it's a and it's a shame because because the smooth brains are the reason why we had to wait how many fucking years for a Star Trek four in the Kelvin timeline. Yeah. You know, so seriously. So next year, uh, fuck all you smooth brains for not liking Star Trek. Beyond. Yeah, yeah. What he said. What he said. Yeah, exactly. That way. That was. That way. That what way towards said. like New York. Yeah, that way. Yeah, but uh, I mean that's that's all the news. We don't have a lot of news because we covered it. Yeah, quickly. we covered there was a, a lot. lot. Of, there was the, a lot. Uh, of news. There was a lot of news. Yeah, last week. yeah. So, but I mean, obviously, we all know that Star Trek Four. I mean, like, so what's going? I mean, is there? I mean, do they have, is there a script? I mean, what the so fuck? So right now, as of, I think what we talked about last week, it, everything that we talked about last week is, is still kind of the thing is, it's in, like, they know that their production, their their release date is December of 2023, like December yeah. 23rd. They so, got to they they get fucking going. They got to start, you know, moving. Yeah, um, because, I mean, know, this, yeah, because. We found out in February, so it's like I said, it's five months that it's been months. kind of been on the know and so the question becomes now all right boys what are we doing here exactly um you know and and you know it's movie business so you never know you hear things and then things change and you know all this fun stuff so it's it, it's every all the actors want to do it they've all said that they want to get yeah, on board I mean, they want to get yeah in. i mean when when you have guys like chris pine and carl urban Zachary, Zachary Quinto, Jerry Quinto, Zoe Saldana, where they all want to come back and Simon Pegg, Simon yeah. Pegg. I mean, you're talking like big name fucking stars, big name actors, like high money actors. They want to come back and they want to do this. Yeah. Now, are they getting Chris Hemsworth to come back to play uh, George Kirk? That's uh, one of the things I think that they were trying to to do. Okay, he, it sounds like he's more on board well, now. That's good. You know. Well, there you um, go. So we'll and, see. And you and you got you're bringing back Chris and you're bringing back Chris Hemsworth. My God, man, this is a my God, man. Right, this is crazy. Yeah. So see, here's the thing: like, are you are you going to have? Are you changing the, the Kelvin timeline back to the regular timeline? Is that what this is? If you bring George Kirk back, like I I, I mean, it's like you can now change it now because everything's under one roof. Yeah. So, I, I, I mean, I, I be, I would not be surprised if Star Trek Four at the end of Star Trek Four, all of a sudden you snap your fingers, like there's like a big like, where where time where the timeline gets reestablished, and all of a sudden you see, the like, like, the OG Enterprise, and you see everyone there in the OG uniforms and everything's. Gone back to the original timeline. I would not be surprised at the end of Star Trek Four. You see that, hmm. and then you see another Star Trek movie where it's a continuation of the Prime timeline, yet it's a different adventure hmm. with those same characters. Hmm. That's what I'd like to see happen. You know, so at least at least give them five or so. At least have one of those movies, and then have the send off for next gen. Right in a, in a th- in three hour movie, put it put it on the big screen because let me tell you something, the fans will flock to that because nostalgia is nostalgia is hot. Look at Strange oh, yeah. New Worlds. Look oh, yeah. at look at uh like uh Obi Wan. Look at Disney Plus with all the Star Wars stuff. How they're going back to the original Star Wars movies and bringing back characters then. Mm-hmm. So 
Paramount needs to capitalize on this. They they need to listen. They got put. They got. And they gotta, and you gotta do it right. Mm-hmm. And but from what I've seen, they have done things right. It's only gonna make them more money. So, yeah, make Lance a fucking Klingon. Yeah, exactly. That's all there is to it. Which, by the way, if you don't know, uh, he likes our posts. So he does like our posts. Yeah. Uh, all even though he's in Japan doing, we the love G1, Lance too. We love that's Lance. Right. Yes, so we love Lance and we love uh, Lance. We love Stevie Richards. You know, we we love all our guests. We love all know, our guests, and we great people. We're gonna promote them. So hell uh, yeah, we are. You know, so uh, you know, uh, I think uh, you know. Honestly, that's that's all the news I have. I yeah, um, I think yeah, I think we might have to go. I mean, like, do you want to do it? I mean, like, we really don't have, like, a main point per we se. Don't. We don't. You know, we just, I mean, listen, I mean, we've talked serious track for an hour and 15 minutes. Yes. Like, uh, we started off talking track. Yeah. We, it's very yeah, rare for us. Very rare, yeah. I, I kind of, like, I was kind of, like, the show, I kind of guided the, we, we kind of kept the show, like, <laughs> on the rails today. It didn't go off the rails with, like, yeah. car talk or anything else, but. Well, because that's because I just I was just so jazzed up from all the news last week about yeah. about that thing, and I figured you know what you know for fans that maybe fans that maybe might have been like fuck they're talking about cars for half an hour fuck this <laughs> maybe give a little bit of a recap to it. So guys, if you if you guys got if you guys haven't listened to last week's show, go listen to it. Once you get past the thirty minutes of car talk, which Listen, it's always good for people yeah. to know about cars. There's some serious, there's some good Star Trek meat in there, and we talk a lot yeah, of track. So we do. So guys, so go check that out. Uh, shoot, I mean, like, I mean, I know we were talking maybe about like different episodes of like vacations. What makes you think of Star Trek when you look at it? I know you said when you think of the beach, makes you think of Riza. Yes, sir. And I. When I seriously, I just came to my mind like when I think of like when I see like animatronics like at Disney or at state fairs, I think of Wrigley's Pleasure Planet from the original series episode. (laughs) Of course, you would, of course, I would because because I'm an original series mark, you know. And then, oh god, well, what else was there? Um, I think, and then, and then, and then, and then every time I see like an iPad. I think of freaking next generation. I think of the pads and I, and next mm-hmm. generation, you know, it's just, just random thing. Like I actually have a, um, the only reason why I bought this watch, it's, 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 uh, it's a Rado. So Rado is a watch made in Switzerland. And it's like, kind of like, it's kind of like a square watch. It's a funky looking watch. It's, and it's like an, it says NCC. And then it's not 1701. I wish it was. It was like NCC on it. And I'm like, Oh my god, it's like Star Trek NCC. I gotta buy it. I bought it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I think I have to watch in here. Hold on, let me see. For, for those of you who do not oh, what the fuck is this? Well yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a, it's a cool watch though. I mean just the shape of it. A uh, nope. Nope. Oh my god. Hold on, I got but, He's uh, botching the spot. He's botching the spot. John, I'm always botching the spot, John. Oh my god. Holy shit. 
Oh he, you, he pulled out this giant case. I got I got all these fucking watches. Yeah. Yeah, it's NCC 101. That's it right there. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool, I mean, like, I'll, I'll put it on, I'll show you. It's a it's a cool looking watch. And it's and it looks futuristic. So that's it right there. Ooh, that's yeah. some bling, baby. Yeah, that's some so, bling. So that's so so every time I wear this, I just I think of the fucking enterprise because NCC. Why one oh one, it could be the NX01 enterprise. Yeah. So so yeah, so that's how about you, John? What are I know I I know I know I know I I know I said Ryza, but but what other things when you see that 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 that, that reminds you of of track? Well, I, I guess we should real quick, you know, have James blow our our, uh, our black our, alert, our yeah. black alert, so, because, because because we know how long we know how long we're going to be talking about this. Yeah, it could be it could be twenty minutes, it could be five minutes. Who knows? It could be five minutes. So we're going to have him blow it right here. And that will get us technically where we're we're in our main main event and uh, main point talk. Um, you know, it's interesting you talk because like, we talk about you know going to Rise because I go to the beach uh, every year with my family and we're in this nice house and so yeah, it's like a pleasure planet type thing. But you know, you can't help but like just think about um, like when you're in your car and you're having a phone conversation hands free yeah. with your car. You know what I mean? Like you know you you push a button. And you're talking, and yes, and so like to me, that's almost it, it's in a way a bigger version of the combat, you know, where you're you're in it, but but then at the same time too, you're in the shuttlecraft, you're you're in the shuttlecraft talking yeah. to the Enterprise, you know, the fact that you can have a wireless hands-free conversation with mm-hmm. you know another person while you're in your vehicle, like like it's it's always kind of like you know super cool because yeah, you know you you know there's that episode with Worf. In the shuttle, and he's talking to the Enterprise, and of course he's he's hey he's giving his uh you know his log about the battle tournament. Yeah, the battle. And he calls the Enterprise, and then he's in that temporal shift kind of thing. Yeah, that was a crazy episode, man. That was a crazy episode. It was a lot of fun there. I mean, you know, there's just all kinds of things. Uh, I mean, Star Trek is just like I think we talked about some of the 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 tech. Yeah, Star Trek brings. Yeah, but I think um. You know, sometimes it's even just the simple things. Like, there's little design things that happen. Um, like, I'm gonna be honest. Part of the reason why I got my truck, I got a Santa a, a Hyundai Santa Cruz. It looks like a Star Trek shuttlecraft. You know, just the shape and it the look does. of it. It does. It kind of, it kind of yeah. looked like it. You know, yeah. from the size and everything. I mean, it's just like, okay. I mean, that's a really cool. I'm in my own little shuttlecraft kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think. Um, like you said, you see iPads and iPhones and um, just some of the little things that we have yeah. in our in our in our lives just make you go, okay, yeah, I see where we're going. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. it, it may, it's one of those things where like I can see where we head to our future, where we could be that Star Trek society, you know. But then also you look at how people treat each other too, and you're like, all right, never mind. Then I'm I'm more bell yeah. riots. Like like, yeah. little, like some weeks I'm like, oh, we're making our way to Star Trek. Well, we're gonna have our bell riots. Bell so, riots, you know. Great episode by uh, Deep Space Nine, by the way. Oh, um, great ep- episode! Even great episode. it's it's Cisco had hair, so it's an outlier because normally episodes with Cisco with hair 
Not the best, but that one. Whoa, whoa, e- easy, easy. Cisco with hair has some good episodes. I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's an outlier. It's not, you know, not terrible, but, you know, he did his better work whenever he didn't have hair. Well, yeah. You know, let's be honest, like from season four on. Um, with the goatee and no hair, I mean, he rocked it. Um, the goatee with hair was not bad, but, you know, really season four on. Um, you know, I, I guess... Uh, you know, for me, really, it's it's when you like Trek like you do, it's hard not to see Trek in, in everything. Yeah. You know, really, I mean, I mean that that's yeah. the crazy. You, you could you could like I was talking with somebody today. Is like, you know, you could see anything and anything. You can make a news article say whatever you want. You can you know justify your position, even with you know you and I are Christians, so we can even justify points of view. With scripture, even if it's bullshit, you know, yeah. like you know, Pete, you know, pastors back in the uh, days before slavery, you know, days of slavery, were using scripture to justify slavery, you yeah. know, and it's like, uh, no, that's not how that works at all. No, it's not. But you know, I mean, even these uh, piece of crap, wealth and fe- you know, name it, claim it, wealth, you know, guys on TV, pastors talk about God wants to bless you, yeah, but that He's not talking about money. That's not mm-hmm. what we're talking about at all. And he doesn't say that your life is going to be easy. He says, you know, that he's going to be there and help carry your load. That doesn't mean you're going to be easy. You're going to have to do your part. Yes. You know? But, you know, what he does is he handles the heavy stuff. And think about this. If you think your life is hard, think how much Jesus is carrying for you to handle what you're being able to handle. It's like... Yes. Holy shit! You know, it's, there's a, there's a lot more that's you know I can yeah. have. Myself. Sorry, that's that's you know me getting no, that's, that's okay. Being, being the sinister minister part. You of are me. the sinister minister. So yeah. so so if you weren't preaching, I I'd be surprised. I usually don't. I usually, as I say, it's uh, Saint Francis of Assisi says. I try to do my preaching with my actions. He says you know, preach the gospel daily. Use words if you have to. Yes, that's my motto. Is you know, um, like my dad says, you know, whose life are you going to make a difference in today? You know, exactly. you know, every day, no, just one person, yeah, small, make a difference in somebody's life. Yeah. How how can you go about doing that? And, and you know, that's I think to me, that's that's how I choose to live my life. Is you know, I'm not gonna sit here and say, you know, oh, there's too much going on. I can't handle. No, God doesn't ask me to change the world. He just asks me to to make a difference. And if yes. it's just one person. That's all that matters, you know. I, I, you know, sometimes guys changing the world is as easy as just don't be a, not be a dick to somebody. Exactly, around. don't be a dickhead. Yeah, like uh, I was telling Jacob because we were talking about scripture, and, and he's he's figuring out who he is as a Christian and or or whatever he is. He's like, I don't know if I'm a Christian, and we we're talking about scripture and how people talk about things. And I said, Look, dude, Jesus made it real simple. You know, yeah. if you, it, I'm going to put it in a phrase you can understand. You know, he took all the Old Testament, New Testament. He says he boils it down to two things. Love God and then don't be a dick. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's if you if you really like if you look at the Ten Commandments, the first four about how to love God. The last exactly. six are how to treat people. Yeah. So basically, love God. Don't be a dick. Yeah. You know, that's all you got to do. That changes the world, you know. It's not that hard, but you know we we tend to get caught up in all of our own bullshit and mm-hmm. what we want, what we think, and 
And I think that's the thing that, um, you know, makes Trek seem so far away because it's a society that doesn't think about me. Yes. It, it thinks about we. And, um, you know, that's that's the hard part. So, like, I see things and I think I want we're, we're moving towards a Trek society. But then no, the question becomes, no. are we ever as a species ever really going to stop being me and start being we? And I don't know if that's ever going to be a case, to be honest with you, you mm. know, and, and uh, that's I, I, so I mean, that's kind of a bummer way to kind of take what we've been talking about, what we see and how it you know, brings. No, I mind. mean, I mean, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's the truth because you see what's going on and they actually point that out in episode one of Strange New Worlds. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, it, you know. It's, it's, it's just. I don't know. To me, you know, to, to me, like what, what you said about trying to make people's lives better, trying to make a difference in people's lives. That's really what Star Trek is all about. Star Trek is go on and make it, go on and make somebody happy. Go mm-hmm. make a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, why do you think Starfleet is going to explore? But Starfleet there is also too to help people out as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And that's what Star Trek has always been about. Mm-hmm. It's been about helping people. It's about it's been about trying to get, trying to do what's best for everybody, what's best for the universe. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and also too in Star Trek too, when I think of you know when you said when you think of those, of those TV pastors, uh, send me, send me two hundred dollars and and I can and I can get you to God. Mm-hmm. That's what Star Trek Five was all about. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so when I see. So when I see those freaking just, just greedy, no good, you know, people, it it reminds me of, you know, it reminds me of kind of like Cybok selling that. But then in the end, Cybok does redeem himself. I'm like, right. I'm like these, these bastards. Like part of me wants to do the Kirk and say, excuse me, what does, what does God, God <laughs> need with a star? Like, excuse me, what does God need God. with a G four? Like, uh, yeah, exactly. What does God? What does God need a Ferrari for? Yes, you know. I mean, yeah, God doesn't need all that stuff. Yeah, you know. I mean, yeah, it, 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 he got that that runs through my head every time I see one of those guys. It's like the Ferrari runs through you. You, know. you think you're just like, you know, it's just crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. You know, but. And, you know, I mean, and that's at the end of the day, everybody watches Trek for a reason. You know, there's yes. a purpose and a reason behind it. Some it's family, some it's friends, some it's they enjoy the stories. And and but whatever reason, just remember that reason why you like it. Don't exactly. You know, it, it's it. Remember, it's a fictional story. It's not real. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I was telling, so April Hunter and I we were having an exchange the other oh, day. Nice. She posted on Twitter. Um, she 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 used she quoted from um, from Romans. Oh, nice. uh, she posted a quote from Romans, and she said, "A good book within the good book." And I said, "Yeah, I said I love Romans. I wish more people would read it and be convicted by it." Um, and uh, you know, and so she, then she says, "And I uh, let me hear. Let me just pull up the thread. It's easier." Um, it says, oh, oh, no one anything except to love one another. For, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. A good book inside the good book, Romans. 
And I said, Romans is awesome and challenging. I wish more Christians read it and were convicted by it. She says, I can understand that. As probably as you probably know, I'm a, I'm actually not Christian, but certainly appreciate the good uh, a good Bible verse. There are many. And I said, yes, ma'am, I am aware. And as, as you know, I'm a Christian who loves inspiration from many forms of literature, and we can learn something from anyone. So we are two sides of the same unicorn. Nice. She's like, word. Which that's how I feel. Like you can get something from Star Trek. Even you can exactly, yeah. You can get you can learn so many things, um, yeah. and we we just have to be willing to open up and and see those things. But you know, too many people today want to. Oh, this is just how I feel. This is just you know my thing. We're not gonna we're not gonna you know go any further because you know it, it, it's just. It's not the case at all. We're this is my yeah. thought, and I, I can't be open to anything anymore. Yeah, and that's not the case. That's not who God called us to be. You know, no. if if you're not learning, that means you're maintaining a level of, of intelligence that only is going to go so far. Yes, you know, and you're going to become ignorant. And yeah. that, I mean, you know, we can have discussions with people and learn so many different things. Oh God, if yeah. we're just willing to listen and open up. So well, you, I, yeah. I don't know, but yeah, you know, that's just me. I, I, I listen, you're, you're preaching in the choir about that. Yeah. I go get my hair. I, I went and got my hair cut today. My barber covered head to toe in tattoos, head to toe in tattoos. He's an atheist big time. And, mm-hmm. but you, but you want to know something? I love him to death. Mm-hmm. Fucking awesome guy, you know? And, uh, you know, he's, but here's the thing. But but when we talk politics or we talk other stuff, I always listen to him. Because mm-hmm. you wanna why? Because I know what he's saying, he's not just pulling it out of his ass, you know. It's right. saying what he believes in, he's done research on it, and I listen to him. Then when I say stuff, he listens to me because it's the same way too. And that's the reason why I love him to fucking death, you know. Mm-hmm. And I would defend him to the end of time. You know, and that's yeah. One thing two Star Trek teaches you is to be accepting of other people and to accept their faults because everybody has faults. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and accepting of other cultures and other beliefs. And that's something that's lost today. That's the reason why do you think the biggest threat to the Federation is the board? Because the board doesn't respect culture, the board doesn't respect uniqueness, the board mm-hmm. doesn't care. The board wants all you to be one. They want you to think one way. They want you to act one way. They don't want individuality. And unfortunately, our society now has either you need to think one way. You need to think a left way or right way. There's no middle way anymore. Mm-hmm. There's no way to basically, you know, say, well, you know, I don't believe in this. I don't, and I don't believe in your side. I don't believe in, in, in their side. This yeah. is the right way to think outside the box. They don't want that. Well, they don't they, even want conversation anymore. No, there's no, there's no even no. not you know discord of just no. like you know explaining your side or whatever. It's well, you're stupid. You know, you're stupid. Here, here's my side, but your side's stupid. So yeah, you know, don't listen. You know, you know, it's, it's harmful. It's, yeah. it's harmful in general. Yeah, you we're going like, to assimilate you. Resistance yeah. is futile. We will assimilate you. Yeah. That's basically what they want. Yeah, and it just leads it's, to all kinds of stuff. I saw yeah. this the other day where someone was like, oh, a woman in Texas waited nine hours because her doctor was on the phone with a lawyer to determine if he could, you know, help this woman because she had an ectopic pregnancy, which comes to find out the, story, the situation was false, 
and Texas law says that you can do that because it's not an abortion. It's you know, it's a it's a necessary medical procedure. Oh so it's but because like, they're like saying because of abortion laws now and changes, you know, it's yeah. like because because people are so narrow minded and yeah. myopic, they don't want to look and they don't want to think. And this person, like she literally is like, it's a woman who's counteracting another woman's story on this, and then says, "I read, you know, this is what Texas law says," and and it specifically reads what Texas law says about ectopic. There's language about ectopic pregnancies and you know things mm -hmm. along those lines that are medicinary medical procedures. And it's just yeah. like because guys, we're not even listening to each other anymore. No, we're just shouting. We're not even yeah. having conversations about why this is good or bad. Like people are just like, oh, this abortion people, it's just gonna ruin everything. So letting people make their own decisions and letting the states decide instead of a blanket rule from the government. But yet you want the government to say it's okay for marijuana, you know, across the board. But like yeah. we're letting states do that, you know, you don't you don't want states to have that choice. It should be a national government thing. But you know, when this goes back to states' decisions, well, it's a terrible thing. The government should be saying, you know, yeah. that, that nobody could have abortion. These are all personal choices. Yeah. Why, why should the federal government let the people who live where they live make those choices? Yes. You know, I just, you know, it's it's that idea of it's. I, I again, I'm for less federal government. The government doesn't need. So am I. You know, they need they need to collect their taxes, make sure we're safe. Make sure we're protected. Taxation is theft. Fuck them, okay? Well, <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh, I'm a little jaded on that. So. Yeah. You know, but it, it, at the same time, too, you know, and then have some standardized things in place, but protect the Constitution, follow the Constitution. Yes. Make sure that those freedoms are being applied. And then everything else, let the states determine what they are. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a united states. States have a say. They yes. have a right to dictate what their citizens can do. Texas is not going to tell Louisiana what to do. Louisiana is Louisiana doesn't even have the same type of no. legal code. They have a Napoleonic code. What? You know? Yes. Their code of law is Napoleonic. Holy shit. So, like, does that mean the government can come in and say, well, you got to change your No. They've been Napoleonic code from the beginning. Texas was an independent country before it became a state. It was. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, you know, because people like talking Texas pride. I was like, uh, well, did your state fight a whole other country, beat it, gain its own independence before it became a state? Yeah. Oh, you didn't? Then, you know, don't come talk to me. When your, state, when your state does that, come talk to me. Until then, read don't these. Don't fuck with barrels. Texas. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, but it's that idea of, you know, Again, we're not listening to each other. We're not, you know, the government has a purpose and a role, but we, the people, have the power. Yeah. As a republic, we vote our representatives in. We're, remember, guys, we're not a, we're not a democracy. No, we are a republic. republic. We, we vote our representatives to go represent us. If they don't represent us, don't vote for them the next time. Exactly. You know, it, it, it goes on and on and <clears throat> but that's the thing. We we've talked about this before. It goes yes. on and on. Same thing over and over again. The so, main the main topic was the tangent today, baby. Yeah, the yeah. Tangent. We wait till the end to do the fucking tangent. That's right. Did we? Did yeah. we wait till the we end? We fooled though? you. We lulled you yeah. into a false sense of hope. 
And guess what? We played you like all damn fools. We played you. Because <laughs> we our notes. Oh, wait. I don't have any notes. We don't have any fucking notes. We were just. We did it live, baby. We did it That's live. That's right. We did it live. We literally. Five minutes before oh, we were talking about. God. I don't know. How about we Fuck just it. have our main point be whatever we talk about? Yeah, we'll just do it live. Yeah, we'll do it live. That's literally, what we, what we said. That's what we did. Oh shit! Oh, oh my, god. my god! So I think we should stop there because Lord knows where we're going. Lord we're knows. Thirty-eight. Lord, Lord knows we're good. Probably, but we still gotta do one, one more last thing. segment. Yeah. One last segment. I think ladies, we know what that is. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, uh, our last segment coming up uh, will be right here. And it's your favorite segment in mine. Yes, it is. The Trek Wreck, which this week Trek Wreck is Triple D's Wreck. Yes, it for the is. Week. So, uh, Triple D, what is your wreck Trek Wreck for the well, week? Well, I told you one wreck earlier, but I'm going to change it. I'm going to go with this. This is a YouTube channel that I've listened to a lot. He does a lot of stuff. Like basically, he. Well, I think you love his channel too because. He does a lot of like um, stuff, history of the starships. And he mm-hmm. has a lot of stuff on the ships. It is Triangulum Audio Studios. I don't think I've pulled that one up before. So, and he has special presentations where he does, he always does like truth or myth about certain ships. And he looks and he brings in everything from the literature universe from video games and from the uh, TV series and TV movies into his videos. And they're done very well. And mm. he has a very, and he has a great voice where he's talking about it. Hmm. Okay. Know, so. Yeah. No, I just pulled it up. Uh, interesting. I'm going to have to go check this out. You You're will right. get hooked. Believe me. You're he will class. hook you. Hook, line, and sinker. Oh my talking gosh. about the ships. Uh, truth or myth the beta the sovereign class yeah beta cannon shorts the u.s constellation yeah. ncc uh 1017 mm-hmm. um oh oh we forgot to talk about this um eagle moss bankrupt yeah That's i was the, gonna say yeah we forgot to talk about that we'll say, we'll say it for another time we'll yeah another we'll, we'll say it for now we'll i mean dude yeah. you must have been like you 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 must have been crying into your into your jambalaya when you heard that. Uh, yeah, because I don't like jambalaya. It's just dry rice. <laughs> I'm joking, but, I'm joking. Yeah, it's fucking. You yeah. Must been jambalaya is all right, but like if you, I mean, I mean, if I'm feeling sad, I'm gonna get like some gumbo or some etouffee. I'm just being know. an asshole. <laughs> I know you are. That's fine. But no, I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm subscribing now. I'm gonna go check. Yeah, it no, out. seriously, check it out. You know, it's. But, but the, yeah. we're gonna definitely remind me next time. We're gonna talk about Eagle Moss yeah, and how Eagle they Moss. have filed for bankruptcy. That's terrible. You yes, know, that's which, awful. You know, um, you fucking know, COVID did it to him. Uh, yeah, that I'm, COVID I'm and inflation. Well, I mean, I see this on here on this Triangulum Studio Audio Studios. He's got a thing called uh, back uh, backtrack, backtrack rise and yeah. fall of Eagle, Eagle Moss. So I oh, he does have oh, okay. Yeah, all it's right, on here. Right. So. Okay. Um, so I'm interested in seeing that and, yeah. uh, and checking that out. And it's, it looks like a great one. 
and then maybe I'll take some notes and we'll have that as, and we'll talk about uh, yeah. You know. And and the thing with his videos, his videos are like ten to fifteen minutes long. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just like retro badgers, you know, where you know where badgers videos aren't entirely long, where you can right. watch them. And it's like you can watch like ten of them, and you don't get same same thing with same thing with with his YouTube channel. You can watch ten of his videos, and you're just like all of a sudden it's like two hours goes by, and you're like, where the fuck did the time go? Right, because because you just get into it. So you know, yeah, no, it's a uh... It's uh, definitely something. Uh... Galaxy X class from hell. That's just the fucking. <laughs> just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. That's 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 the fucking ship. Yeah, you got a little retro badger. Undefeated. 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 Still great. Still great. He does some great stuff. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Shout out retro badger. He's fucking the man. Yeah, he is the man, and uh, of course, for a former guest, you know. So um, much love to him as well. Yes. Whew. So, wow. all right. Wow, well, we did. So, we got an hour and 43 basically on us just bullshitting, bullshitting. about Star Trek for an hour and 43 minutes. But that's what yeah. you get with us. You get you get all types of fun stuff with us. Yeah. Yeah. You find a little you, bit about us. Yeah. Bear our souls a little bit. And, uh, yeah, you know, do. it's all good. Yeah. So, you know. Oh, man. Whew. So, so, John. To, yes. to, to wrap things up, where can all the peeps find you? The freaks and the geeks and uh, the people in between the sheets can find me. Uh, yeah, hello. Uh, yeah. At, at Jay Reezy Man on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, not Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, That's and the TikToks. The TikToks. Um, don't forget, hashtag make Lance a Klingon. Make Lance a Klingon. Uh, so make sure you're tweeting that out yes. uh, on all your socials. Um, I may take the uh, cover art from the time when he was on there, and I might uh, post that and use that as. A, he looks good. Yeah, he looks good. MSG did that. Uh, MSG did that yeah. cover art. Yeah, many, many, many moons ago. Many moons ago, it was, yeah. it was good though. It was and good. So, it was good. Hey, make Lance a Klingon. We want that in yeah. real life. So pa- pass that out uh, if you want to find me on the Facebooks. You'll have to uh, type in John and Wright and see if you yeah. can find the right one. Uh, if you know what I look like, if you don't. Oh well, oh, uh, you just have to take your best guess. Um, uh, I'll give you a hint. I'm not in England, which there are a lot of end rights in England. There are a lot of end rights in England and Ireland, so don't don't go there. Um, I'm not there. Um, I'm in the USA. Here we go, mate. And you know Cheerio. I'm in Texas. Oh, pardon me. You know I'm in Texas. So He's there in Texas. you go. Yeah. You know. um, but then, uh, of course, if you want to talk mental health or anything like that, or you need some help, uh, need someone to talk to. Or you need someone to help you figure out your best path for your mental health journey. Um, you can always email me, John, at freedomhousepc.org. Um, I will be on vacation. Um, when you hear this, I'm either on vacation or working, getting back from vacation. So I don't know how much time I have. And then, spoiler alert, right after that, um, on uh, the August 7th through the 11th, I'm at a conference in Dallas, the Crimes Against Children's Conference. I'm there all week learning, seeing things, actually TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook are going to be there. So I'm going to ask you questions like, why are you selling our data to China? And Yes. Stuff. Fucking but, let them have it, John. But really, it's... Ask the hard questions. Yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah, but like really they're, they're talking about safety of kids and how you know platforms are doing that. And I'm like... Uh, but you're selling, selling our data to China is not safe for kids. Okay? Yeah, I know, right? 
So, uh, but I, so we're going to be learning lots of different things, um, networking with a lot of people, all kinds of fun stuff. So uh, if you do email me, I will, if it's a delayed response, please understand I'm not ignoring you, but I am busy the next few weeks um, because when I get back from work, uh, I come back on a Wednesday next, you know, from holiday, uh, as James would say, and then I'm working Thursday. We have our, our, our crossroads with our kids. Friday, getting ready for conference and stuff I have to do. It, dude, it, I have two days of work and then back to conference. And yeah. so it's going to be a lot. So uh, I will get to you. I will have my email, but it might not be a quick response. So please know that I'm not ignoring you, but it, it will take a little longer than it normally does. So uh, that's where you can find me, Triple D. What about you, my friend? Find me in all the social medias, Dimitri Zerdos, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, and that cesspool of Twitter, you can find me there too. Until until Musk buys it, yeah. Well, no, he's not gonna buy it now, I guess. Well, no, they're voting on the merger. Are they voting on the merger now? Yeah, I saw All that right. on the news this morning. Well, they were listen. talking about well, uh, their board of directors is voting on it. Fine, if Musk buys it, it's not a cesspool. Also, too, dipping donuts, CNY for all the best donuts. Mm, yeah. Run by the great Ben Hameen. We all know and love him. Yala, mm. Ben Hameen. Mm. So, hey, Ben, how you doing? Yeah. So just check it out, guys. Also, too, if you, uh, I don't know, if you send me a friend request, I might accept it. We'll see. Might delete later. Might delete later. <laughs> Feeling cute, mightily later. So, guys, that's where you, but guys, you can find, but if you say, you know what, fuck John and fuck Dimitri, I don't want to follow them. I just want to follow their page. Why? You can follow us at Academy HMG on all the social medias. Mm-hmm. Also, too, why don't you email us, you fucking smooth grains, at the Academy HMG at yahoo.com so that you can let us know what topic you want us to talk about, how you feel. About anything, about how you hate car talk for 30 fucking minutes and just want to hear us talk about Star Trek. Let us know, please, okay? Because because it'll be fun to maybe to get a fucking email every now and then. Might be nice. I feel like Papa Don. Uh, yeah, I know, right? I was gonna, I was gonna say, man, you're getting a little Papa Don on. I am getting a little Papa Don. Jeez. Well, y'all are okay. both Greek. Y'all are both Greek. So. We get salty, okay? Yeah. yeah. So. So John, by the way, guys, that that goes on any social media. You can you don't have to just email us. Yeah, you can message us on Twitter, exactly, or Facebook, or leave yeah. a post yeah. or whatever. You exactly, can, you could do that. You know, UCT Rob did it, so shout yep. out again. We're gonna keep chatting them out until yep. somebody replaces him. Um, yeah. So you know, it's there. You can message the show. You could. You don't have to just email. We're not gonna no. be like Robert on who was only email. No, you can you can Twitter us you anyway. This anyway anyway. Moving on. Anyway, let us know. Give us give us a uh, rating on our performance. It better be five stars. It better be Melter five star rating because because if it isn't, then guess what? You can go fuck yourself. And no, if you're in Japan, it has to be six stars. Dude, fuck New Japan. Okay. <laughs> no, no. If they're in Japan, if they are. Oh, in Japan, uh, Japan six stars in the fucking right. Tokyo Dome. Right. Exactly. Oh my god. Okay. Because you know, because it's in Japan, so we're you, you get an extra star. They melt so. jacking off the fucking Japanese wrestling. <laughs> so on that note, guys, we did get we did get some wrestling Hey, <laughs> John, pop John. It's all I wanted to pop John at the end. That's all I want to do. So, guys, next week we'll be here in the academy again. Hopefully, 
I will be halfway to fucking Kronos by then. I hope I'll still be able to do a podcast. So I will not be at Repente yet. So, <laughs> I don't think you told anybody in real life about that yet. You just no. threw that one out there. No, no. Oh, shit. No, shit. You you guys got under, you, to all the Star Trek fans that know what Repente is. You guys kind of know what's going on. So, <laughs> so, so on that horrible bombshell, everybody live long and prosper. And we'll see y'all next week here at the Academy. John, I'll see you later, brother.